Good morning, everybody. It's Jody with our 10-minute daily devotional. Happy Thursday. I looked at the day before we started because I was so confused. Um, always get thrown off when there is a um, holiday at the beginning of the week. <laughs> so anyway, it is Thursday. I know that now. Um, let me open this up in prayer. Dear God, I am um, I'm just feeling so thankful today, so blessed that... Um, that I just am here with you, that I know you, that you are so good to me. Um, God, I ask that you be with us during this time. Help us to hear what you want us to hear. Act how you want us to act. Love how you want us to love. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Hi, strength. Uh, I love that strength to smile. That's so cute. I love that. Um so let's see. I wanted to tell you guys about the sermon series that is going on at my church right now. We're in, we've done two weeks of it. Um, and so I go to Buckhead Church in Atlanta, which is um, kind of a spinoff of North Point Church. Um, the pastor is Andy, Andy Stanley, and he is the son of Charles Stanley, who is another very famous pastor. Um, and so the sermon series is called Paper Walls. And it's all about giving excuses for things instead of having accountability and, you know, um, just thinking through um, outcomes and reasons. We just are so quick sometimes to give excuses. Um, and I'm big on accountability. I, especially for my kids and all of that, I'm so big on taking responsibility for your own actions and for the things that you do. And so I'm loving this series and just how, um, how it's such a good reminder to not just throw excuses out there, that there are always, um, you know, consequences, um, good and bad, good consequences, bad consequences of things that we do. So it's pretty interesting. It's out there online if you want to listen to it, but, um, again, it's called paper walls and, um, just managing how we how we give excuses. So anyway, let's jump in. We are done with the flood and moving on to um, the covenant. So we're doing Bill Munt's 52 Major Stories of the Bible. And um, now we're going to talk about covenants. And I listened to this one a while ago, and I love the things that I learned about covenants. And so hopefully you'll like it also. And so it talks about after the flood. So we read in Genesis 8:21 that the flood did not change the human heart. God says the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. As we read past the story of the flood, we see that sin and its consequences continue both individually and communally. And so I think it's important to remember just that, um, you know, we're, we have sin in our hearts by nature um, because of the fall. And God knew that when he created us, he knew. But um, so it's our job to manage to this sin and to, um, I always say, God, please, when I'm sinning, when I'm doing something wrong, put it on my heart so I realize it. You know, the first step is realizing it. If we get so desensitized to sin and to a certain sin that we do, which is easy to do, um, it can continue and, and fester, right? And and then the more we do it, the more we don't feel guilty about it. 
Have you ever noticed that? Um, I've told you guys this before, but like the first time I cussed, I, I remember it as a kid, and I think it was even like I used the word but, not, um, you know, not even a bad word. It was like, you're such a but. <laughs> I remember saying that, and I felt so guilty and so bad and like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And then the, the more often I would say it, I don't even think about it anymore. You know, there came a point where I call my brother that, you know, right off the tip of my tongue and there it goes. So um, anyway, I just think that, that that's important to remember. So it says, they continue individually, um, sin and its consequences, continue individually as we read about Noah's son Ham and being cursed for his sin. And isn't that interesting because he was actually on the boat and saw what happened because of the sin and yet he still is cursed. Um, we read about the spread of sin corporately as the nations gather against the express command of God to build the Tower of Babel and to try to achieve significance apart from God, and they are punished for it. We see sin continue, but we also see God's redemption continue. The themes of the garden and the flood continue because God chooses one of Noah's descendants, initially called Abram, and later renamed Abraham. We see the story of how God chose Abraham to be his agent of redemption, the means by which God was going to deal with sin. So this says, God renews his call to Abraham. God calls Abraham to leave Ur, which is somewhere around Kuwait, maybe a little further, further north in the modern map. Abraham and his family leave and get stuck in Haran, which is about halfway to Can Canaan. Um, they live there until Abraham's father, Terah, dies. We are somewhere around 2100 BC. Then in Genesis 12, we read about God renewing his call to Abraham. So I love reading all of this because it's just a good like reminder of how the Bible goes and what happens. And I love hearing where things are. So that Ur is around Kuwait. Um, and I just love the reminder, like I forgot Abraham's father's name was Terah. And, um, and also I love hearing about the timeline. So this, we're at 2100 BC right now with, with Abraham. So, um, and then it says, then in Genesis 12, we read about God renewing his call to Abraham. So Genesis 12, one says, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name so great that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Can you imagine having God say that to you? In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Isn't that pretty awesome? Um, so Abram went, God tells Abraham, if you leave your home country, if you will go to the land I will identify for you, then here are the promises that I'm going to keep. There are basically two parts to the promise. And so now we're getting into the covenant, God's promise, the covenant that God makes with, Ab I don't know if it's Abram or Abraham. Um, I need to remind myself why, God, why Abraham's name changes and when it changes. 
So um, I don't know the answer. I don't remember the answer. So let's pull out our journal. Today is January 20th. Hi, Kirsten. January 20th. Um, and I just want to write down, um, I just want to make a, myself a note um, that God redeems all sin. Yesterday we wrote about the rainbow, um, but today I just want to write that God redeems. I'll just put God redeems. If we are, um, if we are repentant, God will redeem us. And so I think that that is a theme that is going on through the story of the flood. And then even after the flood, as people continue to sin, God redeems. So let's write down our praise and our prayer request. All right, so we are at a really good stopping point where um, we're going to read tomorrow about two parts to the promise, the covenant. So let me go ahead and just um, pray for us. Dear God, I thank you so much for, um, for the covenant that you made with Abraham, God. It is really awesome to hear how you um, tell us things that you'll do. Um, and so I think that that's so powerful. So, God, as we're reading about this over the next few days, um, help it just to stick with us and to, to feel your power and your glory. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, I hope you all have a great day. And um, I hope that you just enjoy this, um, the weather that you're having. It's cold here in Atlanta, and I'm enjoying that. So you guys have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.